Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The flu season is here, and so is this year's flu vaccine. Some pharmacies are aggressively soliciting flu shots. Well, how effective is this year's vaccine expected to be? And is this year's flu expected to be relatively mild? The germ guy, Jason Tetra, joined us. Twice now, just walking through the pharmacy, and same pharmacy, and approached by somebody from the pharmacy counter trying to sell me on the idea of having a flu shot, which I normally do anyhow. Um, but I don't like to be pitched on it, but I'm looking for something else. Jason Tetro joins us on The Roy Green Show, microbiologist and the germ guy, the author of The Germ Code and The Germ Files. And uh, interestingly, Jason, thank you for the time. You, uh, you sent, we exchanged some emails and you wrote, when only four out of ten get the shot, there's always uh, an oversupply. I didn't realize that the numbers of people who actually get the flu shot are, th- are that low. Oh, yeah. It's been like that for, oh, heaven knows how long. Um, you can sometimes get a little bit about 40%. Um, but, I mean, even when we had the pandemic back in 2009, 2010, by the time it topped out, um, you were still dealing at around four out of every ten people were actually looking for the shot. Uh, and I remember, like, we had those images of lineups that looked like people going to U2 concerts. But at the end of the day, um, there were just lots and lots of people who simply just did not go for the vaccine. Yeah. I remember that uh, we went to get the flu shot uh, or in, in Quebec at the time and expected this massive lineup. So we got there early and we're the only people. Yeah. The only people who were there for the shot at that time of day. Is this a – we keep hearing it's a milder flu than perhaps last year or, or recently, true? Yeah, well, what happens is we looked down to Australia to figure out, you know, how bad was it, and it was a pretty light season. And for the first time in probably about five years, we finally have figured out that H3N2, so the vaccine is supposedly going to be a good match, which means that we're going to see a lot less in terms of infections in those who are vaccinated. Uh, we should see a higher what we call effectiveness and as a result of that, we should be, you know, promoting the vaccine as being, you know, effective as opposed to what we've seen in the last few years where it's like, you know, we see headlines like utter failure and uh, disappointing, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if it's a relatively milder flu season, uh, is there not a concern that perhaps even fewer people will bother? Say, ah, it's not that much this year. So make the case why, why in fact, we should and particularly who should be making sure they get that vaccine. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, the vaccine is really um, a a coach. It's like a trainer for your immune system. And what we've learned is that whenever you get your immune system trained, it gives you an opportunity to be able to fight whatever challenge it's going to face. Now, you know, we're not dealing with something that's like a Tom Brady in terms of a flu this year, but by the same respect, I mean, you're not going to go off into an NFL field and try and take on a, a team unless you've been trained for it, and that's mm-hmm. basically what we're trying to get people to do is okay. get that training so their immune systems will be prepared when the flu shows up. Now, talk to me, please, about the uh, the idea of uh, being approached in a pharmacy by somebody from the pharmacy counter trying to pitch you on the flu shot. This happened twice now. And in the emails we exchanged, it also happened to you. Yeah, I was uh, just going through one of the stores, and uh, 
there was a little booth there and the people were coming up to me and asking me, uh, you know, do you want to get your flu shot? Uh, do you want to learn more about the flu shot? It's going to be really good for you and all of these types of things. And I just kind of smiled at them and, and figured, okay, well, let's ask a few questions. Unfortunately, that's the problem is that they're using what we call behavioral economics in order to try and bump things up from 40% to, you know, at least 60 or higher. Mm -hmm. You know, when they go about this route where it's a face-to-face, -face, they're putting a face to the vaccine, what ends up happening is you normally see a 25% bump. Uh, we see this in politics. Why do you think Oprah is in Georgia? You know, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to see the vaccine as being something that is personable, that is something that the rest of the community is doing to get you involved. Okay. Simple behavior economics. Okay. Here's the problem. A lot of people in this country are really educated. Now, we always hear about, you know, the people who are uneducated, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? It doesn't matter. People are being educated. And if they're not being educated in schools, they're being educated online and on the Internet by a lot of, well, to be honest, crap. And so these people walk in, and they've got loads of questions. And unless the people who are doing the campaign, the vaccination campaigns and the canvassing, are aware of what these questions are going to be and have the answers for those questions, it's going to end up being a disaster. And that's exactly what happened to me. I asked a couple of questions, you know, very simple ones. What's H1N1? What's H3N2? I just played the, the dumb card, and unfortunately, they couldn't answer anything. Oh. That's not good. That's no. not good. That's not good at all. Hey, we have about 35 seconds here. Uh, last time we talked, the World Health Organization had warned that the global supply of antibiotics is low. Is that still the case? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, we've got a new class. Uh, they're called uh, Odilorhabdins, or ODLs, mm -hmm. and they're coming through the pipeline but again, that may give us a couple more years. We're still facing the post-antibiotic era. It's just unfortunately the case. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? I mean, it really is something to be concerned about. So, yeah. yeah. Jason, always great talking to you. Thank you so much for the time. It was a pleasure. Take care. Jason Tetro, The Germ Guy, The Germ Files, and The Germ Code are his books, Microbiologist. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.